Hey guys, um, this is going to be a very, very different episode of the podcast that we usually normally do. Um, we've had some kind of upheaval in the last week here at Castle Connolly, so uh, we weren't able to do pretty much anything that what we wanted to do. I know I promised you guys Mario Kart, and Mario Kart is coming. We're actually going to release a special Wednesday episode of the show. However, because it is Saturday, I figured that, you know, I'd drop something. I'd do something for you guys. I'd pull something out of my behind, whatever whatever you want to call it. So, uh, this week, instead of reviewing Mario Kart, Mario Kart 64, which will be coming Wednesday, uh, I've decided that we're going to look at The Truman Show. Um, the reason I say that is because during the upheaval, I was able to watch the movie for the first time in a few years, and it just hit me in, in, in a lot of ways, especially with the way things are in the world right now, and I thought I'd share a few thoughts. But before I go into that, guys, if you were on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, look up Because Maybe Pod, look up Because Maybe Podcast.wordpress.com for our blog. We're not going to have anything this week, obviously. And, of course, if you're on YouTube and want full episodes on YouTube, sample episodes, different things, go to YouTube and look up Because Maybe Podcast. Now, one of the things that I also said that I was going to do was I was going to do a walkthrough of... Of, not a walkthrough, excuse me, a playthrough of Donkey Kong Country. I'm still planning on doing that. I've just had a few logistical problems uh, with trying to record and set up and so on and so forth. So as soon as that's taken care of, we will be ready to go. So, let's dive in quickly to the Truman Show. Like I said, this is going to be a short episode, maybe 15, 20 minutes, not not usually on longer stuff. Like I said, I just wanted to get something out there because, you know, I want to keep on a schedule. So, what is the Truman Show? Well, the Truman Show was a movie that was originally developed from a sci-fi short story. Um, the movie itself is about, very simply, a guy called Truman Burbank. He is in an artificial city, an artificial world, and he is the unwitting and unknowing star of the world's most popular television show. Uh, what it is is that they have cameras all around the largest studio ever created, and they are filming every aspect of Truman's life. Truman hasn't really suspected anything until now. He's always figured things were kind of odd, but now it's starting to hit him more and more and more and more, especially after his father, who passed away, ended up back on the show. Now, Truman figures this out, and basically the first half of the movie is Truman figuring out that maybe something isn't right. The second half of the movie is him doing something about it and trying to escape the show. Uh, the subplots include in the fact that uh, he fell in love with one of the extras in the show, rather than one of the main characters that they were trying to push on him. And, um, yeah, um... To be fair, you know, it's a really, really interesting premise. It really, really is. Um, the idea that somebody's mundane day-to-day -day life is on television is just, you know, is fantastic. But is it? Is it? And that's what I want to talk about here today. So let's uh, run down quickly who was in the cast. Jim Carrey played Truman Burbank in his, in my opinion, it was his breakout acting role. He'd been in movies, Ace Ventura, The Mask, uh, Liar Liar was coming around the corner, um... And he'd always played the rubber-faced idiot, right? Which is his, which is his words. He said, he said in the purse. But you know, he's a very, very good comedic actor. He had great comic timing, but he was all catchphrases and one-liners and, you know, like like he would do. This role, he played it as straight as he could. And he also showed that he was able to bring an emotion into everybody as well. Uh, there's a scene. Um, it's it's pretty relaxing for for the kind of movie that it is. Uh, he found out that you know he he's he's he, he basically figures out that his wife is in on it. His wife in the movie didn't really like didn't even like him. He said he basically flat out told her, "Why do you want to have a baby with me? You can't stand me," you know. Um, and that was a way to get her written out of out, out of the show, and you don't see her again for the second half of the movie. But 
in a way, you know, it was kind of, he was basically in floods of tears and then turned into anger and it just, yeah, I mean, you know, in my opinion, it was a, it was a good scene. Now, the problem is, is that Truman was showing that he was mentally unstable and he was about to physically attack his wife live on television. See, that's that's the thing. That's that's why it wouldn't work. But his wife was played by uh, Laura Linney. She did a great job at the Stepford Wife kind of you know thing. And one of the thing, one of the things I loved about her character, right? She was so um, dedicated to the role, but couldn't translate it that well. That's what it seemed like. Um, okay, one of the one of the premises of the Truman Show was they didn't advertise. But to keep the lights on, they used a lot of product placement, right? So, you know, so they'd walk out and they'd do something like, oh, look, we need a new lawnmower. Why don't we get one from Cuts? Cuts is a great place to get lawnmower. You know, just completely fake advertising. And right before, you know, Truman snaps and wants to know what the hell is going on, almost shakes the crap out of her. Um, <laughs> she's doing the whole, why don't you have some hot chocolate? This is made from the greatest chocolate in the world. And he, he snaps and says, what the hell are you doing? You know, why are you being like this? Who are you talking to? This is not normal behavior. And she continues the pitch. So she was very, very dedicated, at least, you know, to to, to the, the role that she was supposed to be playing. Truman's faithful wife and basically main advertising spokesperson. Uh, stars Noah Emmerich as Marlon, who was his best friend. And unlike... Meryl, or Hannah Gale, as, as her character, as, see, she was a character playing a character, uh, but aside from, you know, Laura Linney's character, uh, this is the most screen time you'll get from a secondary character, and he actually, unlike Laura Linney's character, actually had a genuine affection for Truman, and there were times in the movie that, you know, he just, he, he couldn't, he couldn't believe what he was doing, you know, and, and but he still did it. See, that's the thing. It's one of those things of I, I dislike what I'm doing, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. You know, uh, there's a great scene where he's being fed lines. And one of the lines is, you know, the last thing I would ever do to you is lie to you. And after he says that he's they're, they're drinking beer right at the uh, at the edge of a of a. I think it's a uh, peer, and he, he feeds the line. You know, he's get, <clears throat> excuse me. He's getting fed the line of you know from from the director. The last thing I would do is lie to you. And the first thing he does is take a big old chug of that beer, as if to say, "Yep, yep, that's yeah." Um, some of the other cast too includes uh, Ed Harris. He plays Christoph, who is the kind of designer of the world. Um, he wanted a, an idealistic society, right? And so he sets everything up as the 1950s style, you know, very, very homely, very, very... It's a very, very PG and PC world. You know, everybody is, is, is respectful and loved and everything like that. And it's just kind of, you know, on the outside, it's looking boring, you know? Um, I mean, the guys don't even have computers. But then again, I understand that's 1997 and why do you need computers for? But computers were, were a big deal in offices in 1997, right? And I guess one of the ways of keeping that out there, keeping the world contained, is he would never ever find out where he is, which is one of the big, you know, one of the big um, parts of the movie. And that's what Ed Harris' character, Christoph, tried to tried to bring in was that this this is a great place to live. Why would anybody want to leave? You know. Um, the ironic part of this is that uh, he's been interviewed by uh, Mike Michelson, played by Harry Shearer, and he said, and one of the greatest lines in the movie is. You know, thank you for taking the time to interview with us. We know how much you guard your privacy. And that right there, that that, that line makes me 
me off every time I watch this movie because, man, you are projecting a man's life to the world who doesn't even know what he's doing. Right, we've seen everything from this guy. His first everything, you know? And by everything, I mean everything, you know? Anything that, that, that somebody would do in private, you know, be it uh, reading something, reading, you know, reading a book that they shouldn't be reading, um, you know, just, just, just secretive stuff that men and women do all the time. And it's been broadcast to two billion people around the world. Yet this schmuck, oh, well, I guard my privacy. Yeah, whatever. Um, also have uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti is the, um, the I guess, the second in command at the show. He's, he's one of the head directors. And we have, interestingly enough, for all you uh, piano players out there, Philip Klaus. Uh, Philip Klaus actually plays the um, keyboardist in the studio. And he's there to improvise, you know, whenever something happens. And, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it, it kind of... That's the best way to say this. A lot of this movie makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay? It, it really does. Um, you know... Oh, and there's one more character. Sorry, I, I, I didn't... Uh, <laughs> I didn't mention. Um, it's actually Natasha... Ma- I, can't, I can't pronounce her name. Natasha... Mucklehole? I don't know. British actress. She actually plays Sylvia, or Lauren, depending on who who, who, who it is. I'm, I'm not sure which one's the character name, which one's the actor name. But um, basically, she stole a few minutes of Truman's time back in college. And at that point, you know, Truman fell in love with this girl. But because she wasn't an actress, and because she wasn't there to do the plot, they forcibly removed her from the show. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, those kind of things make me feel uncomfortable, okay? So, um, but, again, the premise, you know, the premise is, and everything like that, how Truman starts figuring this stuff out, right? Let's go, let's go to how Truman figures out that he's not in a TV, not in a normal situation. Uh, for a start, a skylight falls from the top of the studio. Uh, with, um... So, I can't remember which star it was. Um, I think it was the Northern Star, but I'm not sure. Um... You have to watch the movie. It says it right on the can. And so, you know, he's tuned into his radio with this classical music coming on, and the radio host goes, Man, did y'all hear about that airplane that started breaking up and started losing parts? You know, just trying to make an excuse for it. And then Truman goes about his daily routine every day, and he starts to notice things are the same. You know, he starts to figure out that, wait, this is, you know, this is the same as yesterday and the same as the day before. He then meets his father, right, who's who's broken back into the set, dressed as a bum, and I guess the reaction to everyone else around him, you got to remember, right, this guy is essentially kidnapped, thrown on a bus, and the bus takes off, and everybody around him doesn't blink an eyelid. There are guys sitting there eating breakfast, having that conversation, ha 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 ha, you know, um, just... Just you know, and he's like, "This, this is this is this isn't right. This is kind of weird," you know. And then he notices more and more things. Um, he meets the same uh, twins on the way to work every day, who push him into the same billboard, which is advertising a new thing, product placement. Um, he tries to he tries to go from the island to another part of the island, right, and to the mainland in this uh, in in this world, right, and he's got a fear of water. And the reason that is, is because when he was younger, his father, quote-unquote, died in a storm and drowned. So Truman's got a healthy fear of water and a healthy fear of dogs. 
So, you know, they basically tried to scare him again to stay on the island. So, um, Truman then starts getting, you know, more and more suspicious of things. Um, he notices that he just notices that things things are not right. So he runs to his best friend and, you know, is like, okay, come on, let's go do something together and let's skip work and let's be spontaneous and let's do something. And Mullen is like, okay, yeah, we'll do it. And he kind of is like, oh God, he's figuring something out. And one of the most famous scenes in the movie is uh, Truman sitting in his car and he's just sitting there staring at the back window and his wife pulls up. She sits down and sits down in the car and they just, you know, he's like, look at the window. Bicycle, man with flowers, beetle. And what happens? Bicycle, man with flowers, beetle. He's like, it's on a loop. It happens every couple of minutes. Watch. And because she's in the show, she's like trying to play this off as Truman acting crazy and, you know, you being delusional and just, you know, calm down. I've got, you know. So what he does is he more or less kidnaps her. All right. And he drives off and he just drives around and around and around he pulls up to a road pulls up to a street and all of a sudden there's a huge traffic jam huge traffic jam and he's like hmm that was perfectly synchronized so he appears to calm down right he's he's acting like he's calm he's acting like you know what i'm 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 i'm, I'm just stressed out i'm so sorry we have money problems we're trying for a baby he pulls you know he reverses back goes around the thing a couple of times then heads back up the same street and the street is clear completely and utterly clear And he turns to his wife, and and he and, and, and she goes, oh, she, oh, am I to be blamed for the traffic? He goes, well, should I? She knows that he knows the jig is up, and she starts getting more and more into her actual personality of, of not liking this guy to begin with, you know. And, yeah, it's just, you know. So the next scene with this, as I mentioned, was the scene where he, you know, almost choked the life out of her. And at that point, she quit the show. She was, she had enough. She just, I, I ain't doing this no more. It's unprofessional. And you got to look at it, right, from, from and this is where the social commentary comes in. you got to look at it from, from that person's point of view, okay? You have an aspiring actress. She gets a job on one of the biggest TV shows in the world. And not only that, she's going to be a main character. But, of course, she's not a character. The point is, is he's not a character, but everybody else around him is fake and not the person that they're supposed to be. So she's jumping in there and she has to fulfill everything that he has. Every desire that he has. Every thought that he has. Now, that one scene was horrible, right? Was was was, was a horrible look into Truman's life. It could be accepted because of the fact that he's cracking up and he's figuring out what's going on and everybody in the whole world is lying to him and there's a conspiracy. But if it was real, he's about to choke the crap out of his wife. A wife who can't stand him. And she's only there because she's getting paid by this TV company. I mean, it just... Yeah, it just... It, you, you feel for Truman, because he's in a loveless marriage. But you also have to feel for Meryl. Because she's not only in a loveless marriage, but... she Not only can she she can't stand the guy, but she has to do everything a wife would do. And, and I mean everything. They, they, I mean, they were talking about having a baby together. So that means that, you know, they, 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 they were having sex like like a regular family, you know, like a regular husband and wife. They were trying to do regular couples things. It just, 
it must have been horrible for that person, for the for, for the Hannah Gill side of that character, because she, she hates this guy, she hates her job, she hates her life, yet she's still having to do it, and the only reason she's having to do it is because she's getting paid. You know, it's heartbreaking for the pair of them. You know, and especially when you think about it, right? Because one of the things I want to talk about is the aftermath, but we'll get to that here in a minute. But, you know, also that you've got um, his parents, and they are the typical 90, you know, 1950s, 1960s parents. And, you know, they, they're idealistic, they, they, they want what's best for their children, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But, at the same time, you have to understand that they were raising a child that wasn't theirs, day in, day out. For money, fame, and TV. And now they're trying to give advice and, and, and you know, everything like that. And you got to understand, Truman is figuring this out. Truman is not a stupid man. He's, he's in insurance. I can tell you personally that insurance exams are very, very difficult. Um, you've got to learn a lot of stuff. you got to learn a lot of stuff and a lot of facts. And, you know, he, he's a smart guy. He's figuring this stuff out. And they're just, you know, oh, I'm your mother, I'm your mother. And spend the whole life of somebody... Raising a child into that kind of lie, you know? That's why at the end of the movie, when Truman has his big release, you know, when he's he's on the water saying, you're going to have to kill me, you know, I'm, 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 you're going to have to kill me, and they, try, and they actually try to kill him, you know? Just how does that, you know, how, how would that make a person feel? You know, how would that make, how would that affect a person? You know? Being the only real guy in the world that you live in. And by real, I don't mean, you know, awesome. I mean, just like, you know, being the only person who is who they are. The only person I give a little bit of sympathy towards, but it's not much, is uh, the character Marlon. And I think he signed up to do this movie not really knowing what he wanted to do or anything like that. You know, he's just an actor getting a job and he gets a chance to play. But unlike, like I said, unlike Laurelini's character, he displayed a genuine affection for the man and you know he did consider him a close personal best friend and he's devastated that he has to do this that's why he drinks a lot i mean i'm not saying he's an alcoholic but one of the reasons why he's so you know open for a six a cold six pack on a tuesday night is because my best friend i'm lying to his life is a lie and i'm partaking in that lie and now you know i've got to act like everything's normal so you know i kind of feel a little bit of sympathy but again he's taking the money he's he's being part of the show whatever christoph the character i just yeah i don't i don't like i don't like it he's 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 acting like he's acting like a god he's acting like a creator and the best thing or the worst thing i should say the worst thing about him is he is the antithesis of what truman is so Truman is this outgoing, a little bit weird, but, you know, outgoing, straight-laced kind of guy who's having his life beamed to, beam to the world, as I mentioned earlier, and this guy guards his privacy, and he doesn't do interviews, and he doesn't like being in front of people, and he likes to just hang out in the tower, and, and, and it's just, it's, 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 it's voyeurism, basically, it's, 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 it's it's kind of uncomfortable when you when you've watched it a couple of times right the first couple of times you watch it, you think it's fascinating you know how they could do all this but then when you look at it it kind of un- it, it's kind of uncomfortable it really is uncomfortable imagine imagine you know knowing taking entertainment and joy watching some guy who doesn't know where he is have a legitimate mental breakdown 
Oh, his first crush, his first kiss, his first time, his first, you know, his first time having sex, his first time cooking, his first, his first time doing everything, all those private moments in life beamed to the world. One of the things that I always wondered is is an aftermath. I mean, I wondered what would happen in the aftermath. What would happen with Truman? You know, um, would he have sued? Would he have gone? Would he have become a recluse? I mean, you just don't know. But it's important to know because you know that that's I think is a fascinating part of the story. What happened next? I'm I'm not a big fan of just doing sequels to do sequels, and I'm not a big. Fan, but imagine for thirty years you are the star of the biggest TV program in the world, and you don't know it, and then you have to jump into society, into '90s society, into 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 what we were doing. I mean, you've listened at this point, right? You've listened to all the classic songs, you know, all classical music and everything, and you walk outside, and you know, there's rock music playing. That you've never heard before and you don't know what's going on and I've, I've said this before 90s rock and 90s alternative is some of the best music ever written of all time don't you know you, you can debate with me or not but I, I i still that's my position but imagine hearing that from an idealistic lifestyle you go out and you see pollution for the first time you go out and you see i mean he's never seen the sun for the first time he's been pumped full of vitamin d but he's never seen the sun you know um He's got, everywhere he looks, he's got, as quote, the world's most recognizable face. And he's got to go live a normal life in society. Would he go on the talk show circuit? Would he be, you know, would he sell his book? Would he sell his memoirs? Or would he want some peace? Because he's the thing, there's no point of him selling his memoirs. Everybody's seen it. Everybody's seen everything that he's ever done. You know? Um... So let's talk about some themes real quick and then we'll wrap up. A lot of people see this as kind of a religious commentary. Uh, Christoph is is representative of of the creator of God, and but actually, in my opinion, he's more the Antichrist. You know, Christoph's evil. I'm sorry, he he, he was a, Ed Harris did a damn good job playing this guy, but he was evil. He was absolutely evil. Um, you know, it's just. I'm playing God, and you are my son. You are my star. What are we going to do? You know, it's very, very allegoric like that. Um, it also sh- it also predicted the rise of reality TV and where we are right now. Uh, people filming and documenting every aspect of, of, of their lives. Uh, things like social media, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's just... Everything Truman does is documented for posterity. Now we do the same thing with us. We document everything for posterity. Whether or not we have important life-changing decisions, or it's a photograph of our supper. You know, we document it, we document it, we document it, we document it. And we're not doing it in journals, we're doing it in a very, very public way. And unfortunately, like I've mentioned several times before, Truman doesn't have this kind of choice. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, for lack of a better term, Truman has been in prison for the last 30 years. You know? Um, also, one of the things that's come from, the, from this movie, and I love the fact that this has come from this, a lot of people um, have a delusion and that's not that's not that that's not me. You know, trying to trying to be talking about deluded. It, it's it's medically, you know, a delusion that they are the star of their own TV program. You know. Also, you know, Christoph creating this utopic world. It's almost like he was, you know, he was he, he he suffers from a lot of mental problems and anguish from his childhood, and decided to create a perfect world and funnel his life through one guy. Um, 
you know, there are limited entryways, there are limited exit. He doesn't belong, but the thing is, Truman doesn't belong there. He knows he doesn't belong there. He's too much of a free spirit, a free thinker. Um, you know, that's the problem with, with you know, with, with, a, with a lot of this stuff. Yes, this represents the American dream. White picket fences, etc., etc., etc. But Truman doesn't belong there. Truman doesn't want to be there. Truman wants to be an explorer, an adventurer, whatever you want to call it. He wants to travel the world. He wants to be himself. And he's been denied that opportunity at every turn. You know? So, in my opinion, this is an 8 out of 10 movie. It is a great, great movie. It really, really is. Um, You'd have to watch it to get a lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of the subtleties into it. But at the same time, you know, it's done a very, very good job of a couple of things. Number one, you know, predict the rise of reality TV and social media, in my opinion. Two, it showed Jim Carrey as a legitimate actor rather than just the rubber fist rather than just the rubber-faced comic that, you know, we all knew and hated, or loved, depending on who you were. He was more than Ace Ventura. He was more than The Mask. Uh, The supporting cast do a great, great job of of kind of bridging that gap between 1950s utopia, idealia, to dealing with this free spirit who doesn't want to play by the rules that he doesn't know exists. Um, In my opinion, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things that are sick, and twisted, but they're done in in such a good way, you know. That you feel ba- you feel absolutely you don't feel bad for Kristoff. You feel like mocking Kristoff because of you know how he's treated Truman his whole life. Even the, you know, um, to quote John Luke Picard, even the most luxurious prison is still a prison. You know, every time Truman tried to leave, he was blocked at every turn. You know, he was imprisoned. He was imprisoned. That was Kristoff's fault. Um, the fact that the cast were also actors, but they were fed lines instead of being improvised, instead of improvising, excuse me, you know, that, that, that kind of weirded me out a little bit as part of the premise, but at the same time, you know, it showed that there are some people who literally couldn't stand the guy, yet they're being part of his daily life, day to day, day to day. Um, and of course, the, 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 the protests that they have to get Truman out of this, out of this world is great, you know, I think, I think that the, there would be, if something like that did happen, right, and in reality there was one guy whose, t- whose life was on a TV show and didn't know it, there would be people fighting to get him released to let him know what was going on, you know, so, like I said, great movie, guys, if you've never seen it, go ahead and watch it, it really, really is good, if you haven't seen it and claim to be a movie fan, you are not a movie fan, in my opinion, it is a great drama, it is a great comedy, it is, it is a tragedy more than a comedy, I think, but it is, it is fantastic, it is really, really good, so guys, that's it for this week, it's a mini episode, it's only about 30 minutes long, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us, if you are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr, look up Because Maybe Podcast, look up our YouTube channel, um, And next week, we will have, hopefully, two episodes coming live. Yes, two episodes. Why two episodes? Why not? You know, uh, (laughs) it's just simple. Why not? Why not two episodes? Uh, I'll be joined by Greg uh, later on in the week. And I will be joined with Tara. And Tara and I are going to be talking about another great movie. Jurassic Park. So, in the meantime, hopefully everybody has a good time. Have a good week. I will see you later on this week, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.